0: one of the things that i have found to be the most challenging even in spite of practicing mindfulness for over 20 years are those times when people in our lives for one reason or another things suddenly change very quickly in some cases it can be you know it can be a positive change things can actually turn out to to you know go better you know, in a certain situation than we ever imagined. But in many cases, what really causes us so much pain and suffering and confusion are those times when things change very quickly and people turn on us, so to speak, or they completely change uh, their position. Their, the way that they treat us or relate to us suddenly, you know, or very dramatically, suddenly and very dramatically changes and we, you know, there can be times when it's very hard to understand why that's happening. And I've been thinking about that a lot this week, as I have a uh, a business relationship where that has happened. And it is one of those situations where it would be very easy for me to get caught up in overreacting and being completely bewildered. And, and believe me. There has been the uh, the inclination to do that. There has been, you know, a, a definite feeling of confusion, of bewilderment, and really being taken, really being taken aback. And I know that that is, can be difficult, especially in situations where we know we have some feeling of confidence that we have given something our best efforts. We've, we, our heart has been in the right place we've put our best foot forward and given everything that we're capable of giving but for some reason or another in some cases and it's not really about that not being enough I think when I'm really talking about situations like this when, when we start thinking about whether we've given enough or whether we've done enough or whether we're good enough to deserve being treated better, I think that's really where the trap is. That's where the suffering starts. And I have found through taking a very close look at what this really has to do with, you know, where is the, where are the triggers in this? And where can mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice help? Is to imagine, you know, yourself in a situation where suddenly, you know, you have... A relationship with someone, whether it's personal, whether it's business, whatever it is, and you've invested a lot of yourself in that, and your heart has been in the right place, you've really tried to do everything that you can possibly do to help that person, and also to really be present in the relationship, you've been willing to give everything that you've given, you know, from a place of love. And as long as, as we know these things, it then becomes a situation where there's always, you know, there's always, no matter what the, what the situation is, no matter what the dynamic is, there is this inability to control the other person. And there is an inability to control a lot of things about our situation with other people. For different reasons, and I and I I don't necessarily think I, I think that in most cases that's fairly self-explanatory. But that's really where it gets difficult is that we can't control what happens. So we find ourselves suddenly, and in this case, you know, I found myself earlier this week, just kind of feeling like I was, you know, sort of, you know, I was brought to my knees emotionally through someone completely turning on me and you know acting in a way that I really had never seen before and really was not prepared for it and I I would like to say that I should have been more prepared but then again how can how can how can we prepare for every eventuality how can we if we do that then we're really just bracing against something that we think may happen but we have no way of knowing whether it will or not and when I really take a slow this down and take a closer look at it, if I you know, kind of rewind the tape back to the point at which you know, this person behaved in a way that I had never seen before, and it was radically different than any behavior I had seen from them before. And to me, the first thing that happened was as they started behaving this way towards me, there was this tendency, and I could feel myself doing it, and i have to believe that the only reason i was able to realize that i was doing this is, is due to the fact that i have, this is something that i've practiced day in and day out for years it i'm you know it doesn't mean that i'm extraordinary in any way it doesn't mean that this is this is you know it doesn't mean that this is something that anybody else can't do because this is a practice that's available to anyone the only thing there, there's nothing about it that made me special or different It's just that I have trained my mind through practicing mindfulness and practicing mindful coping so that when situations like this happen, but I do want to say one thing. This is not a way to protect our emotions. We're still going to feel things. In fact, if anything, in some cases, we may feel things even more fully. We may actually experience our emotions in a much more powerful way because we will be present for them. We'll be able to feel them if we practice mindfulness consistently enough that we'll have the ability to sit with our emotions no matter how turbulent they are, no matter how painful, or no matter how torturous they are. We will actually sit with them. We have the capability, we we all have the ability to do this if we choose. It's just a matter of making the choice and being willing to do the engage in the practice to do the practice. And so I found myself earlier this week completely just shocked. I mean, I really could not believe what was happening. And in the moment, when I when I go back and really take a look at it, in that moment, I I was aware of the fact that I was feeling completely bewildered, completely taken aback. I was feeling incredibly hurt that this person was acting this way towards me. So I was feeling a lot of different emotions. And what is interesting about that is that I, as, the, as I was feeling these things, and I, and I realized in the middle of life we can't always have the luxury of being able to have our mind calm to the point where even in the midst of the storm, it's almost like the eye of the hurricane. You know, we can be going through a lot of things emotionally, but it, and it's not easy to do, and, and there's never any guarantee that we'll be able to do it. And the, the neat part about this is we don't have to have a guarantee, because something may really catch us off guard, and we may end up getting really caught up in an internal reaction to something, only to find ourselves minutes later, hours later, maybe even days later, suddenly waking up and becoming conscious of what our mind our minds are doing, what our minds are doing to us, what we're engaging in mindlessly uh, in response to some sort of, you know, something that has happened to us, some sort of reaction to something that someone has said to us or something that someone has done to us or that we think that they've done to us. So here I am basically completely, completely in shock. And I was aware, I became aware fairly quickly, thankfully, and I'm always grateful for that. It's, I, I don't ever take that for granted. That I became aware of the fact that I was suddenly starting to blame myself. And, and, and this is not to say that that's wrong or bad. It's just, it's a human, it's a very natural human behavior. But I immediately started my mind, I could I was literally witnessing my mind as this was happening, starting to find all of my faults in this. In other words, you know, I must have I, I didn't do this and I should have. I did this and I shouldn't have done this. And I was so caught up in that that I it was to the point at which I completely lost awareness of the fact that that I was blaming myself for all of this and not really looking at the situation in a balanced way. And once I was able to do that, and this was in the moment, I mean this is literally when I'm sitting across the table from someone who is saying things to me and behaving towards me in a way that was vastly different. It was a complete and total 180. And I suddenly became aware of the fact that I was blaming myself for all of this. And I know that it sounds a little strange to think you can be in the middle of a very emotionally charged situation and have any level of awareness at all that you are causing yourself suffering or that you are locked into this pattern or into this loop of thinking a certain way or engaging in a, a habit of mind that is really detrimental to you. And I became so fixated on how this had to be my fault that I wasn't even in the conversation anymore. I was so busy feeling what I refer to as habitual reactions to situ- because anytime anyone is mad at me, and I've probably talked about this before, that's always been something that's been an emotional trigger for me. If someone is upset with me, if someone is disappointed in me, there is this habitual, this mindless, habitual reaction of feeling inadequate, finding fault with myself, believing that somehow this is all my fault. And I don't, want to, I don't want to say what I'm about to say as a way to absolve myself of any guilt or to take any of the blame away from myself. I know that clearly in this particular situation there were things that I could have done somewhat differently. But anything that that I, that I could have done differently was something that, had I been aware of that, I could have done it. But for whatever reason, I you know I I did not do I did not do those things, and I realize we can drive ourselves crazy thinking about well maybe I should have done this, and if I just would have done this and done this, this situation it wouldn't be like this right now. But the thing is, that is just a road, in my mind, it's a road leading to nowhere. I'm not saying that we shouldn't take some time and mindfully consider our responsibility in a situation that is less than optimal, or when we find ourselves in a really tough situation. I'm not saying that, you know, we don't want to take time and really take a balanced look at, you know, where did, you know, if I did go wrong, where did I go wrong? You know, what is my responsibility in this? What I find is, is that once I can become more mindful and more aware that I, my beliefs about why the situation is the way it is, if I can be more mindful of the fact that those beliefs are actually part of a reaction, it's an internal emotional reaction, and this is in the moment while it's happening, and it can even continue way after the situation has has taken place. That if I can be more mindful and be more aware of the fact that I'm doing this, I don't have to try to stop doing it. I just Once I'm aware of the fact that I am engaging in a mindless habit of mind or unconscious habit of mind, then I can just stop putting energy into it. I can stop making efforts to perpetuate whatever thoughts are arising about this. And then I can start to really unpack this and take things apart and start to look at and it's not for the reason of blaming myself or beating myself up, it's for allowing me to heal in some way and to take responsibility for my part in this situation that I find myself in. And it can be very difficult to do all these things in the moment and I'm not advocating that you, know, you, you want to practice to the point that you can literally do all this processing while this thing is going on uh, that, that probably is not possible for, for many of us if not all of us because we, you know, we only have so much emotional bandwidth we only can process and deal with so many things at any given time and when we're in a situation where we're off balance someone has said something or has done something that has caught us off guard or that has caused an internal reaction of some sort we may not be able to do any more in that moment than just simply be aware of the fact that we're reacting and by being aware that we're reacting it puts us in a much better position to be able to just embrace what's happening to you know i don't want to use the word accept it because i've had people say to me before i don't accept this but i will embrace it and i think there is a difference it's a it's a very subtle difference but I think the, the focus, at least for me, when I'm in a situation like this, I don't want this, you know, during this time that this is happening and I'm in front of this person and they are behaving towards me in a way that is very hurtful. And it's shocking to me and, I'm, and it's something that I'm not really prepared for. I'm very vulnerable in those moments. That's not the time for me to really be unpacking all this and trying to figure out who's to blame. And I, I'm, I'm not even sure, you know, knowing who is to blame really is that important, you know, purely for the, for the, from the standpoint of who's to blame, because really that's kind of a game you can't ever win, you know, if it is really mostly the other person's fault. What do we really, you know, when we start asking ourselves, we start questioning these things. What do we really get out of knowing that it was their fault and not ours? It's, if, if, it, if, it, if it feels like a win, I feel like it can mostly be—it's mostly a very empty win. It's very hollow, and that's just my own feelings for myself. I can't speak for others, but that's really kind of a—that's uh, kind of an aside at this point. So getting back to this situation in the moment when I am looking someone in the eye and I am literally not believing what is happening, you know, what you know what they're saying to me, what they're doing in those moments that I'm finding that the best thing for me to do is to just pay attention to my mind, to do whatever it takes in that moment to calm my mind as much as possible because the less calm my mind is in those moments the more likely I am going to be or the more prone I will be to lashing out at them or the reaction becoming so strong that I lash out in some way or say something that I wish I really wouldn't have and it's okay to feel the temptation to do that and I was feeling some of that Uh, you know there were some things I really really wanted to say But the mindfulness practice in those moments really allows us to kind of catch a hold of ourselves. I referred to this, I was teaching a class yesterday, and I was referring to this as you know, once you practice mindfulness enough that you get to a point where, you know, the mindful coping is really an extension of mindfulness in that it is mindfulness practice while we're on our feet in the moment, in the middle of life, when everything is happening around us in real time. And sometimes it's happening really quickly. And sometimes there's a lot of different things happening at once. And it's that ability to be able to be meditative or to be mindful or to calm your mind in some way when you're in the middle of something that's really, really disorienting, that is really causing you to react in some way. You're bracing against it. You're in disbelief about it. You're hurt. You're angry. You're upset. Whatever the case, may be. and maybe it's a mix of all of those things. And in this case, thankfully, I was able to just re. And I don't. And I would sometimes use the word, the phrase, "catch myself in the act." I literally caught myself in the act of feeling guilt, of feeling like suddenly somehow, you know, this was all my fault. And in this case, this person was blaming me for things that I knew in my heart were not my fault. And that we're out of my control. And so it's kind of like, in a way, it's kind of like, you know, going over a, uh, you know, a waterfall. You know, everything may be feeling in that moment like it's all coming apart. Like it's never going to get any better. And it's really a matter of, in some cases, you know, we don't have control. You know, we're we're in this situation. This person is behaving this way. Clearly, if we're in danger, we're going to leave. You know, leave the area. We're definitely not going to allow ourselves to be to be hurt physically in any way. Uh, Not advocating that anybody does, but you know, most situations, it's you know, it's not like that. And so, it's a matter of just facing whatever it is that we're that's in front of us and being able to cope with. Our feelings and our reactions and emotions in the moment. And sometimes it's just a matter of realizing that, you know, we have to let go. I can't stop this person from treating me this way. I can't stop this person from feeling the way they feel. And it's causing them to behave. They're, you know, their beliefs about the situation is what's fueling their behavior towards me. And it's coming from some sort of internal reaction that they are having. And I can't stop them from having it. I'm in, you know, life is moving forward and this is what's happening and this is the way that things are unfolding. So it's almost kind of like what I envision, you know, we're going to go over a waterfall. At some point we're going to go over the edge and we're going to fall. But in this case, the that's where mindfulness and mindful coping practice help is that if we know that's what's going to happen... I can't change the situation. I can't change the reality on the ground in that moment. This person is th- is feeling this way. They are thinking this way. They're behaving this way towards me. And no matter what I do or what I say, I'm not going to be able to stop it. So the best thing that I can do in that moment is to realize that I can't control their behavior. So any energy that I'm expending, and it, what's weird is, is that it can we can find ourselves, you know, if we pay attention and be more mindful or practice mindfulness in the moment and engage in mindful coping, we may catch ourselves trying to change their behavior, we may try to talk them out of feeling the way that they feel, we may try to deflect them in some way, we may try to change the subject, we may try to placate them, we may try to offer something up in the hopes that it will make it go away. You know, it's there's all these different. Ways that we behave when we're confronted with a situation that makes us uncomfortable. And what I find is, is that in most cases, all that really does is just leave me in a more vulnerable position than I'm already in. And so when I talk about going over the waterfall, at some point, I need to brace myself and get myself in the best position that I can be in. So, and there again, I want to mention, I think it should be fairly obvious, or very obvious, you know, this is just a matter of speech. This is, you know, not uh, not literal. But I know that I'm going to go over that waterfall. I'm going to go over that edge. There is going to be a fall of some sort. And it doesn't matter, at that point, it doesn't matter, to me at least, whose fault it is. You know, this is where we are. This is where things are headed. Is that metaphorically speaking, I want to prepare myself emotionally in the best way possible for the, the moment at which I hit the water and go underwater because at some point this thing is going to reach uh, an apex you know it's going to get as ugly as it's going to get in most cases and I just you know want to be able to, to calm my mind as much as possible while it's happening and in a lot of cases when I find myself confronted With situations like this, you know, I want to immediately start focusing as much as I can on my breathing. I want to focus as much as possible on paying attention to what is going on around me beyond this situation. It's kind of a way of what's referred to as expanding your consciousness. It's being aware that, you know, this may be happening right in front of me, but beyond that, in the other side of the room, in the other room, down the hallway, other places... This situation is not happening and it may sound silly to think this way but what I find is is that these are just techniques these are just practices to help get our minds out of this extreme focus on something that's right in front of us that's causing us a lot of pain and a lot of suffering it's not a form of denial it's not a form of escapism it's simply because we're in the situation we're in we're fully in it I'm not, trying to, I'm not advocating that anyone try to ignore it, or I'm not saying that you pay attention to something else. I'm saying that you actually more fully embrace what's happening and allow your consciousness to go out beyond the situation itself. It includes the situation itself, but it goes beyond that. And there again, that's just one form of practice. There are a lot of different ways of achieving this same goal and it's just a matter of finding what works best for you. So when I'm, you know, getting ready to go over the waterfall, that's definitely not the time for me to start, you know, mindfully, slowly and quietly and, and you know, trying to pick the situation apart and unpack it all and start questioning my beliefs about it. It's just a matter of coping and getting through the situation. I'll have you know, I, I have to believe in the end when that's happening that I'll have more time to be able to process this later and that there's no real reason. In fact, I think in many cases, it's actually a blessing. It's actually a blessing in many cases that we don't have that ability to do all those things in the moment because we may find that whatever we say to this person as we start to unpack the reality of this situation, that it may just make the situation worse. So to kind of tie all this together, it would be very easy when people, you know, it it would be very easy for me to live in fear of people turning on me. It would, it would be very easy for me to to live in fear of people, you know, who I think are really on my side and are really there with me that they suddenly are not any longer, or that you know the, the dynamics of the relationship suddenly and quickly change. This person that we thought that was really in our corner is no longer. And we don't know if it's temporary or if it's permanent. We don't know really how we feel about it. But I know that in really looking at this entire subject, what I find is, is that it's very easy, it's very tempting to get into the the mindset of feeling sorry for myself, of feeling like a victim, of obsessing over my role in this and feeling like it is all my fault. And I can feel that way all I want. It does not right? I mean in this case, you know, I'm thinking those thoughts. I can think that all I want. It does not mean it's the truth. And that's really where I want to be able to take that time to question you know, when, it, when it's appropriate, when I'm in a place where I can do that and have the emotional bandwidth to do it, I can, you know, unpack this thing and take it apart and begin to question my beliefs and assumptions about what happened. And I'm in a much better position then to decide, do I want to continue to have this person in my life? Do I want to continue to have a relationship with them or not? It's just a matter really of when we're getting ready to go over the waterfall, emotionally speaking... How do we get ourselves in the in the most the safest and the most effective position for us to you know fall into the water and not drown emotionally speaking? And then when I speak of drowning, I'm talking about how we begin to beat ourselves up and blame ourselves for this, and then we suddenly take the position that we're going to close ourselves off to life be afraid to be vulnerable be afraid to open ourselves up to people to completely turn our back on this person if in fact at some point they apologize and take a responsibility for what they've said or done i think that it's you know a situation where we're much better off and to, to to just survive that fall to just actually get ourselves in the you know in the position we need to be in let that happen because there's not a lot we can do to stop it. And even if we run away from the situation, that person still feels that way. And if we're in a situation where we have to interact with him and in some cases we do have you know th- that that does happen sometimes that there's no really there's no running away from it. It's, a, it's, a, it's something we're much better off facing it and going through it than it is to try to run the other direction. And mindfulness and mindful coping practice, I believe, really are two of the most effective ways to work with our minds to train our minds to be able to take care of ourselves when we are actually getting ready to go over the waterfall emotionally when we find ourselves there and it really in in some cases can be that it's you know due in no part to anything that we've said or done it's just life doing what it does and I know that I want to be able to cope with those things in the most effective way that I can And I don't want to end up in a situation where I've, once I've fallen over that wall, you know, over that waterfall, I don't want to drown emotionally. I don't want to shut myself off from life and feel like a victim and give up on being in life fully. I want to be able to give myself some sort of emotional support to be able to keep living life as fully as I possibly can and be as open to what's happening as I possibly can.